1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Inbound to Vucevic. To DeRozan. Double. Vucevic. Three in the lead. Shot. DeRozan to No basket for you, Vooch. Oh, yeah, that was uh, it was an exciting finish. I mean, a better watch than the pre- two previous games, but uh, Bulls came up short, 114-112. Alex Caruso will not return until at least Wednesday, so at least we have that in our near future. His and return. Lonzo Ball's uh, his groin injury is still, I don't know, day-to-day, but, um, you know, obviously they missed him in a big way. Yep. yep. Uh, Nicholas uh, Jakub. I hope I'm saying that. Chukupko got reached us on Twitter saying, uh, make no moves, 9-3 and three in the last 12 or so. Things are great. Get healthy. Play the next month out. We'll still be a hard out in the playoffs and let the front office continue to impress in the draft. Um, right. And I probably think that's more the most likely course, so that they'll be I think more so. I conservative think so. as they get closer to February. It's just so tough to hear that uh, the projections are 500 <laughs> the rest of the way. That's crazy. And, well, and, and that, you know, not... Not, can't even give them a sniff, the two percent chance to get to the uh, to the NBA Finals, which I know it's a big mountain to climb. But, right, right, but two percent. Yeah, really, <laughs> that's milk. Three three one two three three two three seven seven six. Brandon in Forest Park wants to jump in and talk about the Bulls. Hey, Brandon. Hey guys, look. Let me just say this. Let's just hold off for a second. I felt like last night, and forget the numbers. I thought it was Io's and Vooch's best game, and I'm gonna tell you why. I've been critical of both of them, especially I. I'm going to tell you why. Offensively, I saw a guy who, in the Big Ten, went head-to-head with guards before a scoring champion. On this team, he's been very timid. I'm a kid. No, he was scared. He's scared to score. He's scared to shoot. He would sit in that corner and pass up a three. He'll pump fake and then pass the ball again. Mm. Last night was the first time I saw him bring the ball up the court like a point guard, and he looked and got his own shot. Booch finally went in the post and acted yep. for the ball. So, honestly, the Zach Levine injury to me, is a, I'm looking at it in a positive way, it forced them to be aggressive. It forced them yeah. to get their confidence. And bowling, Booch will pick, but he won't roll. Again, he'll pick, but he won't roll. He was still <laughs> standing there by Levine, and the double is still there. He finally went in the post and asked for the ball last night. So, I'm looking at that. I got one trade in mind. That I think they possibly can get it is Marvin Bagley the third in Sacramento. He wants out. He doesn't have a contract yet, and we can give them this year's pick if we can pull that off. If I can't get somebody like Marvin Bagley the third, I'll just sit back and I'll let Green come back healthy, Jones come back healthy, and I'll just wait on Patrick Williams next year because this we have to face the facts. The fact is this: we can't beat Miami without Anabio. We can't beat Philly. With MB, anyone with a center killing us, killing us because Boots defensively can't have that. We need Patrick Williams. We'll wait on him, and then we'll just go in the free agent pool, man, and spend some more money. We're not maxed out to the cap like that. And then think about it: Boots' contract is very friendly, twenty twenty million a year. He's about to be done with. We don't have to resign him. So the future is great. But last night, trust me, guys, Zach being out, Billy Donovan. He put pressure on uh, Io and uh, Vucevic to step up offensively. Trust me, Io was bringing the ball up and he was running the point. I loved it. 
Look for your shot. He's got the talent. Stop passing up the ball. And one more thing, Zach Levine, when you do come back, stop split damn double teams. Stop it. Pass the ball. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. We appreciate uh, it. What a great passion. call. You know yeah. what? Um, I agree with him. That did force those guys, those two, Io and Vooch, to step up. I, a great observation. Well, he's echoing what Billy Donovan said, too. He said, you know, obviously you don't want to see guys out, injury and COVID. He said, but I, from a competitive standpoint, I like when stuff like this happens because you find out what you're all about, yep. where your medal is. You want to be able to walk off the court, know that you competed, and it's next man up. But like our caller just pointed out, you see different – you see guys taking on more responsibility and, and, and more – creativity and not maybe feeling, you know, like, okay, this is my time to shine. And I want to show the coach in the front office, what I'm capable of. And I love that he, he picks, but doesn't roll. It's like, it was like George Costanza. Why can't it be an importer and exporter? And maybe just want to be an importer, not an exporter. (laughs) I do remember that episode. Yeah. You you know, um, IO has really just shown a lot of heart and hunger and even though he was kind of sitting back, you, you know, last night proved that, you know, I, I think it, I thought he was a steal at the draft. And I'm just so pleased Apparently, with this I kid. Mean, yeah, you know, and, and I, I think there's all kinds of upside. And you're right. When, yeah, you, you know, when push comes to shove and you've got the spotlight, you've got to make the most of it. And it looks like Io has been doing that more so than not. You know, here's a second round kid who's already contributing and, and we're both. You know, looking forward to see what the ceiling is, and we wouldn't want him to be involved in any trade because the hometown kid is, Not is flourishing. All. But it reminds me, when I was covering the Bulls um, 2005, 2010, in, in that era, a lot of times they didn't. the Bulls didn't even want to make a second-round pick because they didn't want to have to commit money to, to second-round picks, right? right. They, would, they would end up shelving guys in, in Europe and doing stuff like that because it was just added cost and, and very little benefit. Um, it was really a one-round draft in the NBA at the time. And and really, it, when you find someone in the second round, it's, um, you know, someone like this, it, it's rare to get that kind of uh, a guy, you know, that's kind of an unpolished gem. And for us to have a Chicago kid on the Bulls, I mean, it just makes it even sweeter. 312-332-3776. The Bulls have a trade deadline at February te- on February 10th, as does the NBA, obviously. Should they make a move? We'll uh, keep talking about the Bulls up until break here on ESPN 1000. Again, you can get to Brian at Brian Hanley 534 on Twitter. Me, Xander Rocker, all one word, one R in the middle. We'll get back to talking about football. We've got a poll that will wrap up before we're out of here at noon. On ESPN 1000. Uh, is that the uh, the old dogs barking? Your feet hurting? Apparently. <laughs> wow, they're loud. 312-332-3776. They're playing the Grizzlies tomorrow. And uh, that is that is an afternoon game tomorrow? Is Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. yeah, oh, of course. Of course. I was looking at it like Monday afternoon. Yes. Martin Luther King Day where... Um, Things are a little bit different, and uh, the Grizzlies are thirty and fifteen on the year, and the Bulls will be taking. Well, they just them snapped on, their yeah. eleven-game win streak on Friday night, so they were uh, what you call red hot uh, before that. Oh, and that great! That it's like the Warriors; they'll be nice and angry. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, given the the state of the Bulls, the Warriors uh, got spanked the night before they saw the Bulls, and they were correct. nice and angry. Yeah, that's they, the worst. Kind of situation. See, but it was a compliment to the Bulls. They were looking past uh, the Bucks to, to get to the Bulls. 
Yeah. In the meantime, they got really slapped. 312-332-3776. You know, um, getting back to football for a minute here, um, we've got a uh, full slate of games today. We've got the Eagles and Bucks. That's a noon start, and uh, I think you and I both agree the uh, the Bucks are going to take that one, right? Or were you Eagles? Were you taking the points? No, don't okay. do that to me. The Bucks oh, won't stop oh, here. All no. right, all right. No. <laughs> all right, uh, Cowboys 49ers. I know you have the Niners. I'm thinking the Cowboys are going to eke this one out. The one that I'm really paying attention to is um, tomorrow or tonight, Steelers and Chiefs. What do you have on something like that? What 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 intrigues you about the you know, Roethlisberger going to find a way to ben, go out yeah, in glory? Yeah, Ben, that, that, that is it, Ben. The guy who has uh, turned up in a lot of different ways, you know, and a lot of different times, critical moments. Could be the last game of his career. Are Does, you day drinking again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you well, want some? No. Well, yeah, sure. Um, Irish. Uh, anytime is a good time. Um, I, I I can't make that case. Now, look, Kansas City's been erratic this season, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's not normally what the Chiefs do offensively, but they've had stops and starts. Uh, I, I just I can't make that case. Um I've seen a few Steelers games this year where they were Matt Nagy's offense struggling to get to 20 points, right? It's an emotional pick for me. You, are you you're a Steelers fan from well, back in the day? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I, I've got, uh, I've got uh, in-laws that are really Steelers fans. Yeah. And, and when so I was you're, a just, kid, you're just trying to get in good with the in-laws? No, nah, well, yeah, I don't, know if that's gonna, I don't know if that's going to even work. But the point is, I, I, you know, the you story like about Ben. Per, is it Piermonti sandwiches? In, in oh, the, oh, the, the Piermonti, yeah, the Piermonti yeah. brother sandwiches. Yeah, haven't you ever had one? Uh, yeah, been there. Oh, my when gosh. I, I, I mean, when I was covering at the Sun-Times, we'd make that stop at like oh, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning after a oh, game. Yeah. Matter of oh, fact, yeah. I saw a unbelievable brawl in there. And it was uh, all females. Uh, apparently, someone thought some woman was making eyes at her guy. And next thing I know, uh, we had just covered a hockey game, and, and it looked like a hockey fight because all of a sudden chairs were going over our table and tables were going over. Impressive. And you didn't and even have to pay for that privilege. No. But the French fries on the sandwich was good, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Permanti, you got to stop there. What is it? It's the meat, it's the French fries, and it's the slaw, right? Is that yes. how it goes? Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah. Love it. It was it was very good. And and when you come drive, you go into Pittsburgh from the airport. You go through that tunnel, and all of a sudden the city just opens you up. Know, unbelievable! You come out of this dark tunnel and this vista with rivers and the built. I mean, it is it's stunning, right? The yeah. first time you ever see that. It's like the first time I was in D.C. covering uh, the Bears and uh, um, the Redskins on the. Um, it was the. Uh, uh, Ditka game where he said we might not win another game and they didn't uh, is yeah, uh, but to see Washington D.C. at night all lit up when I landed it was the first time I'd been to D.C. and just going to the hotel in the cab your your head's looking at you know there there's the Capitol there's the Lincoln Memorial there's you know Supreme Court building yep, the White yep. House it's stunning right absolutely absolutely yeah uh, road trips to catch football games not a bad idea especially when good sandwiches are involved 312-332-3776 it's hanley and xander will come back take your calls at 312-332-3776 talking nfl wildcard weekend and talking bears and the gm and head coach search here on espn 1000 um you know i would assume as a group you understand that you know we probably aren't supposed to be here we're probably not a very good football team we're the 
out of 14 teams I think are in, we're probably number 14. Um, we're double-digit underdog in the playoffs. So let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. We don't have a chance. So let's just go in and play and have fun. Big Ben, number seven, your Pittsburgh Steelers, if you are a fan of that. I, you know, I, I see I, what he's doing there. I, yeah. See, see, that that is another one of those things that's kind of factored into why. And again, it's an emotional pick, but you know what he's been able to do over the years, coming to the end of his career, having this shot. You know what? I it's it's hard. It's I'm not rooting against, against him, but yeah, but he's setting those low expectations, you know, and, no, and he, he's, he's he knows what he's doing. Inside that uh, locker room, he's like, you know, no one believes in us. It's just everyone mm-hmm. in here is the only one who believes we have a chance, and we're going to shock the world. It's the old, you know, the world hates us. And uh, will it actually, work? Not will number. Work? They're not number fourteen. Actually, if, if the Raiders take a knee, they're number fifteen um, in that final regular season game. Uh, but yeah, he's he's doing the old uh, the well. No one believes in us. We really shouldn't be here. Double digit underdogs. Let's so just go have fun. Play. Let's just play. And we'll just we'll go show up anyway and see what happens. But yeah, we got no shot. <laughs> but inside, as soon as they lock the door or shut the door in that locker room, he's like, "See, the whole world thinks we're a fraud." And and let's go show them. Yep. On three. Yep. Yep. And uh, that is going to be definitely a must game to. Uh, must-watch game today. Uh, again, Eagles and Bucks at noon. Then your 3.30 game would be 49ers and Cowboys, and then Steelers Chiefs at 7.15. Full slate of wild-card football yeah, today it was tough on a Sunday. Last night, because you had the Bulls, you had the Blackhawks. It Hawks. was tough. I couldn't Black even Hawks. get to the Blackhawks, and well, they won. And, well, they, thank God they're they, you know, taking advantage of the, the schedule. And But four in a row, and, and the way things were going, I didn't know they'd have another win streak to, because the special teams aren't all that but yeah, between the the remote got a workout because every wild card game is a, a must watch. Even yep. yeah, I was going back the, and forth between the uh, the Bills and the uh, Bulls game, and I yeah. like I said, I couldn't even get to the Hawks. Yeah. Um, hey Tyler, have they hired uh, Brian Dable yet? As of now, no. There's no sounder, so there will be a sounder. If that yeah, happens. he's probably about mid interview right now, but I think they're probably Would in the third quarter of mid, yesterday's mid, game at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah usually I mean, games I, are like I, three I, hours. So, I'd imagine yeah. they're in like the third quarter right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, really, Brian would have hired him after the first sentence. Yeah, I, I would have had the contract all typed up, and you know, I wouldn't give him the blank check. But you know, hey, Brian, uh, Buffalo cost of living in Buffalo. But we know yeah. it's a little bit more here in Chicago. Uh, what? Uh, here's a I'm a figure. I'm thinking how many zeros you want after that? Wait, no, 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 no. Fifteen dollars an hour. It's the mechanics. <laughs> see, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. No, your head coach gets twenty. Oh, um, okay. Well, that's nice. That's nice. but here, Stefan Diggs told ESPN last January uh, about Brian Dable. I hate to keep giving him so much credit because I don't want anyone to steal him from me. Um, he's a guy that knows what he's doing. He knows the flow of the game. Things that Matt Nagy never knew, the flow of the game. Knows what to call and when to call it. We trust him. Whatever he calls, I'm running it. He always has our back. I ain't seen him this yet. He knows offense to the core. This is Scott Pioli now. Um, he comes from a family of coaching that's founded in discipline, detail, and the basics and fundamentals of the game. Brian was also in a lot of places where there was an emphasis put on accentuating the positive and limiting the negatives. He knows that their best football player is Josh Allen, and everything has to be centered around him and his strengths. But as I pointed out, I think he's become less Josh Allen-centric, and that's from Colin Kane's Kane's article in the Tribune today. 
So I get you want head coaching experience, and I would love head coaching experience, but of the head coach, previous head coaches on the Bears list, none of them wow me. And, um, you know, that's a concern. Right, right. And, you know, the Bears aren't only the only ones going to go after Dable. No, and, or and, Brian and, Flores. Right, and how, how attractive is the Bears' job when the front office is this front office and this ownership? You know, well, we don't know who the front office is right right now. And and the one thing the Bears give well, you... Okay, the ownership then. How one, thing the, one thing the Bears give you is plenty of time. Just, you know, see, see Matt, uh, Ryan Pace, what, seven seasons of floundering and making bad decisions and, and horrible decisions and, and poor choices. And, you know, there's Mike Lennon at $18 million and here's... <laughs> the gift know, of time. Red, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you, you don't... It's not... Two years and oh boy, we we you know screwed this one up. See you later. Let's try it again. So, and the good, the encouraging thing, Mark, is that everything I've read in the past week from people around the league and different stories that the Bears' job is whether GM or coach is still very attractive. As much as we well, sit that's there good and news watch them, make, because yeah. Sometimes you know, in what we're doing and and all the fans and what we're seeing, it's like, God, would I want to work there? I exactly. Know. I mean, the because we're we're so close to it, be like, how could I work for the McCaskies? <laughs> right. And who said Boy, it doesn't I was, sound I was, fun? I was uh, I was upset that Matt Nagy came and asked me about the quarterback position or whatever. I mean, you're the owner. You know, it's just I don't know if he wanted to make you feel included, even though he didn't care what you thought. <laughs> right. But George did say, well, you know. Head coach makes those I'm decisions. uncomfortable with his yeah, conversation. Exactly. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Steve in Lombard wants to jump in here on ESPN one thousand. Hey Steve. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I just got a quick comment as a lifelong Atlanta Falcon fan, and don't ask me why. I grew up in Central Illinois, but for some odd <laughs> it reason, happens. Have, have dealt with the Atlanta Falcon conundrum forever, and I've got my 15-year-old son here with me who has lived and breathed the the, the sins of the father the, are the, now the, on the son? So the comparison to Matt Ryan with Derek Carr, I mean, Matt Ryan, yes, he won the MVP, but that guy has done nothing but fail, uh, and I think what the Matt Ryan that you get is what you get in the second half of the Super Bowl. Uh, very comparable to Derek Carr and what we saw in the last, you know, within the fourth quarter of yesterday's game, so you know, love Matt Ryan has done some very good things, but you know, putting Matt Ryan on a pedestal. Yes, he won the MVP, but all they've done is surround him with good players. They keep going out, and they keep drafting, you know, quality wide receivers and supporting him offensively. Uh, their defense is a whole other conversation, but uh, the whole Matt Ryan comparison, uh, you know, respectfully disagree. As so a Dan Quinn, the last so 40 years Dan, would Dan Quinn be on your list or not? Uh, Dan Quinn, absolutely. Uh, I, I like Dan Quinn. Uh, I think losing Shanahan was a, a huge, 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 uh, yeah. uh, you know, straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, love Shanahan. But, you know, Quinn, absolutely, I would have kept him. Uh, I, I think defensive mindedness for the Falcons. I know we're getting off topic in speaking about the Falcons in general, but well, I'm uh, talking about you know, the Bears. Dan Quinn and, and the Falcons. Their, their, their defense is just, they just have never addressed the defense. The one year that they did have a decent defense, they did go to the Super Bowl. Uh, but then Matt Ryan just ultimately showed us who Matt Ryan is, I think, unfortunately, in the All second right. half of that. Steve, how about uh, Quinn for the Bears? How, how would you view that? Yeah, Absolutely. And, and living here in, in Lombard, you know, I follow the Bears. I, he would be on the top of my list. Uh, love the guy. Um, what do you love about him? Defensive minded. They could use some offensive help, and they need, they need an offensive mind, obviously. 
uh, with Justin Fields. But, you know, I, I love Dan Quinn. I think he's a great candidate. If I were the Bears, I'd be all over him. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm well, going offensive-minded. Yeah, uh, you, you, you know what, uh, Brian, you have a great point. I mean, Fields is our shiny object. We need to bring him along. We need to have the right person bring him along. And, yes, hiring a defensive coordinator as a head coach, if you can trust you know, the judgment of that person to get the right OC in to help develop, but would it be a quicker route just to have an offensive-minded head coach? Look, and we don't... It didn't still, work with Nagy, obviously. Well, no, and we still don't know. If Justin Fields isn't the real deal, and I know you know guys like Mike North, my buddy... Don't believe that he is. Oh, I know. And you know Mike, and I have not looked at his Twitter feed, but since this article came out about how Nagy ghosted uh, uh, Trubisky and everything, you know Mike was all over that, I'm sure. Well, and, and I was excited to see Trubisky taking a knee yesterday. Whoop-de-doo. Um, but here's the thing. He's uh, good you know, at that. If Justin Fields is not the real deal, then this organization is in, in it's, deeper it's trouble even than 10 you. years Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you better get the most out of them, and that means you better get the best offensive-minded head coach. Look, I think Sean Desai has got a good handle on this defense, and the defense roster needs a lot of improvement and mm-hmm. a lot of help. And and that again, the heavy lifting from the GM. I mean, when when they really see what they have to work with here in lack of uh, draft uh, prospects or draft choices, rather, and in an aging defense and salary cap issues. The it, the the GM job is is really going to intimidate some people. They're going to be like, "How can I be successful trying to get out of this hole that Ryan Pace left me?" Yeah. But if Justin Fields isn't the guy, ooh, heaven help all of us Bears fans. Yes, absolutely. Three one two three 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 two three seven seven six. And you got a great point there. When the job of the GM or coach is attractive, as you say, across the league, then there's that. There's a whole lot of work to do, and then there's the McCaskey ownership that must be legendary within the NFL. So there may be some things working against us, but Fields has got to be the guy because that would really set us back a long, long time. Three one two three two three two three seven seven six. Let's take a break here, Brian. Come back. Uh, we'll mention a couple of things that um, the Cubs and White Sox did. Briefly, um, and this is aside from the MLB lockout, it's international signings. We'll mention that. We'll get back into the Bulls if you want to, or we'll keep talking football up until noon here on ESPN 1000. Xander and Hanley up until noon here, ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, crystal clear HD, also on the app at ESPN 1000. So, uh, Brian, we have this poll that we're going to wrap up before noon. After hearing that Matt Nagy no-showed Mitch, Mitch Trubisky at a meeting, can Nagy now be considered the worst leader of men in Bears that the Bears have had in recent history? Yes or no? And I know that there are other names that people are mentioning, and we will definitely wrap that up before noon. We've got John in Rockford that wants to talk about uh, Ryan Pace. Hey, John, welcome to ESPN 1000. Yeah, I thought George did a great job when he was ticket manager, but why not making a why not making a decision on Ryan Pace earlier? They could have gotten rid of him in November and had a whole month to interview a. That was my and, point. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I just I came away from that press conference feeling less confident than ever that they'll get it right. So 
Yeah, but oh. you and a thousand, ten thousand, we all, you think you've seen the worst of those things, and then they have another one. Yeah, thank and- you. Yeah, thanks, John. You know, um, he, he's right. That press conference, we went from very, very, the mood was very high to the press conference where it was like, oh, just yeah. the, the shoulders, my shoulders just... Just because it, it's just a vivid reminder of, okay, who is it, who owns the house, this team? The, the house cleaning is the easy part and should have been done last year yep. uh, after last season, but it wasn't. Uh, what, uh, what was that that they, they said? Ryan is our guy? Our football guy. Our football Ryan, guy. Ryan met our football guy. Our football and, and guys. Ted, and and Ted, Ted's great quote. Do we get the quarterback exactly right? Did we win? No. <laughs> Did we win enough games? No. Other than that. Other than that. Yeah. How'd you like to play, Mrs. Lincoln? Um yeah, it's, you know, I'll say this about George, and I've said it before. The McCaskies are very nice people, and you would never know that they're billionaires the way they live. Hey, in, George in, drove right by me in a Honda Accord. Yeah, I'm saying. Right, and, and they, they do they're not. They're great cars, but he can do better. They flaunt, do not flaunt their wealth. They're just really down-to-earth people. That doesn't make you a great steward of, of a football well, organization. Well, just like Matt was a great guy. It's yeah, great okay. being great people. It is right. so awesome. But great guys and girls lose their jobs all the time for non-performance. And and Rick Morrissey wrote it. They, you know, George doesn't know what he doesn't know. And he just refuses to admit. He keeps saying time and again, well before this year, that he believes the McCaskies are the best family to to you know direct and continue to steer the, the Bears into oblivion. Uh, he didn't say that. I finished that thought. I mean, uh, yeah, a little editorial there. Yeah, because it's and you ask him why. Well, just because. Okay, I get that they love the team. I get it's a family business, and they don't make. It's not like they made their money in oil or steel and then decided to buy a football team. They inherited the, the football team, so they don't have anything else to to lean on. Right, and they and like you thought being, that they would have learned by now. There could you, have been something to learn. You would think beyond being by a osmosis, fan. I'm a fan just, too. Yeah, you you would think okay if you can't if you don't know football you could at least identify Tom Ricketts knew enough to go get Theo Epstein or at least talk to him. Yes, right? yes. What you, you don't need, know, you got to hire the smartest people around you yeah, to make you smarter. To, and he better. didn't need to get a consultant to point him in, in you know towards Boston and go meet him in New York or whatever. I mean, if you're paying attention, you should be able to at least you know get a head start or at least know where to look to find a guy who's going to help you out of this awful, awful situation you find yourself in time and again, season after season. 312-332-3776. It is another round of wildcard games today. Eagles and Bucks at noon. 49ers and Cowboys, that's a 3.30 start. And John and Barrington wants to talk about that game. Hey, John, you're with Xander and Hanley here on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. I was just thinking about uh, the Dallas-San Francisco situation and that, you know, Dallas had three weak sisters to play in their division while San Francisco had to face two of the top teams in the conference. And I'm just wondering, do you guys know if there's a place where you can recalculate the DVOA or other stats like that with a subset of games like just uh, playoff teams or something like that? Because I think Dallas is going to have a much different DVOA against playoff teams than they do against the whole league. Which is one of the reasons I'm picking the Niners uh, today. Um, I would I would go uh, start at something like 538.com, um, but you can find, you know, Google NFL um, weighted schedules, stuff like that, and um, you'll find different sites will, will, will have, you know, what you're looking for in terms of 
quality of opponents and everything else. I, I, I think the 49ers, again, have had their issues, and I know uh, that there are times Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't uh, instill the most confidence for 49ers fans. But I think so, our caller with the Atlanta Falcons fan, um, you know, said Kyle Shanahan. I, I still believe he's the real deal, and he's going to find a way to win this game against the Cowboys. So I'm the idiot that's picking the Cowboys, by the way. I'm raising my and hand. And the Steelers. Yeah, and okay. Yeah, okay, you that. put any money behind it? That's what I'm No, asking. no. Why would I do that? Well, I don't know. I know they're not good picks. Well, hey, put it on the money line and parlay them, and you might, you know. Yeah, maybe something will happen. Maybe I will. Are you saying we should fade you? <laughs> I'm, I'm a no trade right clause. Now as we speak. I have a no trade idea. clause. Yeah. Thanks, John. Uh, John from Barrington there on ESPN 1000. Yeah, so uh, it it uh, it will be it will be a, a full slate of games today. The Buccaneers over the Eagles. I don't know how how people can on the money line, especially take the Eagles over the Bucks. But I thought I heard out somebody on ESPN National on the way in taking the Eagles. Does that make sense sense to you at all? I don't think it no. does, does it? No, but, you know, again, I had the Raiders yesterday. So uh, but I had the over in the uh, Buffalo game. Um, you know, Jesse, I gave Jesse the over in that one. So I was 500 yesterday. Um, and and, I, and, I, and the, the 49ers-Cowboys is the third leg, right? Well, it's, it's, no, it's the second leg because oh, I only okay. I, I had the two-team part, like the, the over in the Buffalo game and the um, Niners on the money line. So, so yeah. Yeah, it's um, Jesse. Uh, he had a couple upset picks, but we differed on pretty much every game. Uh, but neither one of us could make a case for the Eagles. I, I don't believe. Yeah, no, and, I, I certainly, I certainly can't either. We've got Dan and Schaumburg wants to jump on talking about um, Coach Nagy and uh, the Trubisky thing that came out in the Athletic article a couple of days ago. Hey, Dan, welcome to ESPN One Thousand. Yeah, guys, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yep. So. Uh, after reading like the Fishbane report and everything between Nagy and Mitch, I honestly didn't think I can be any more disappointed in this organization. Uh, the fact that they they had to know the treatment, the, the relationship between Nagy and Mitch, and and then feeling comfortable handing the reins over to, to Nagy to, to develop fields. But honestly, what's more disappointing is Ryan Pace not doing hmm. something because he he's the football guy in that room, right? Allegedly. Like, yeah, so allegedly Ted, George, they're they're not clearly they're they're there for other reasons. But Ryan's a football guy, and the fact that they felt comfortable handing like the development of Fields over to, to Nagy, hearing that he's ghosting Mitch for a one-on-one meeting to talk about the offense, calling him out in front of the players, mm-hmm. which I think it's unsaid rule. You don't you don't call out your starting quarterback in front of everybody in the room. You know you want to build confidence in this kid, and 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 I I, I allude back to the one press conference that Nagy had when it was a, it was an interception that Fields threw to Allen Robinson. I don't know if you guys remember. And Fields said in his headset that somebody was telling him it was, there was 12 man, men on the field. It was, he thought it was a free play. Right. And mm-hmm. instead of Nagy sticking up for his quarterback, he completely sidestepped that, didn't did anything but protect his quarterback because you had a coach who knew his job was threatened. You had a rookie quarterback, so how is that good for the development of fields if you have a cor- uh, uh, a coach who knows he's on thin ice and more worried about his job than and, than the development of the future of this organization? Well, great point, Dan. And, uh, yeah, that article, thanks for the call, that article really bothered me in that, you know, Brian, I, I, I don't know if you have ever managed a group of people or whatever, but 
in in my experience in this business, I've managed some radio stations, and you definitely first time you have that job, you might overmanage, and you just might do things that later on you learn. You know what? That wasn't really the right way to do it. And some of the things that we read in that article seems like first time manager mistakes. Yeah. Well, it looked- and, and and he was, and he was. Well, not only that. Um- he should have been launched with Ryan Pace last year after the end of last season. Yep. yep. So you, you allowed him to go. And, I, you know, I was very excited that they moved up and, and paid a hefty price to move up and get Justin Fields. I felt like Matt Nagy was making that, was allowed to, to make that draft pick, right, and, and talk everyone into it because Ryan Pace had swung and missed on so many quarterbacks, veteran and other, mm-hmm. and Mitch Trubisky. But the point of it is, you know, Mitch Trubisky in that story said that he kept telling guys at practice, you know, these things aren't working, kind of like Nick Foles was uh, saying. Yeah, you know, on the sideline, very yeah. famous. And guess what? That's why he had he had to fire himself from play calling because it was not working. Right. You know, you never heard what you heard from Stefan Diggs talking about Brian Dayball, about knowing the flow of the game, being in the flow of the game, knowing what to call. It was the one of the most obvious critiques of Matt Nagy or criticisms was, he just randomly called plays. He did not have a flow. He did not have a feel not for the at game. All. Not at all. It was all. you know the Denny's menu holding up and oh, let's try the the scrambled eggs with the uh, sausage and bacon and try this one. Moons over my hammy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but there was no sense of he was thinking three plays ahead. How many times did you have a timeout and then a delay game after a timeout or whatever? Right. You know? It, it was messy. It was incredibly messy. It and was in awful. hindsight. How did we get so fooled? Now we well, moved how Ryan on. Pace get so fooled? Right. That's what I'm saying. How did we, being Ryan Pace, McCaskies, how did they get so fooled? Well, that's and, it. And, yeah. and right, right. And then to have them sit with them for another year and have to well, and watch look, all of this happen. This I month. tweeted this out earlier in the week uh, when I saw Jeff Ireland's name on it. Former ball boy for the Bears. Grandfather was a, a scouting legend for the Bears. I mean, you know, he he jumps up about five rungs on the ladder. I know. Because, I saw you know, that, and I was like, "Are you?" And I'm kidding like, me? "Okay, if you, you, George will give him the the black and white picture tour in Hallis Hall and tell him, oh, do you remember? Do you remember Dick Butkus? There, look at there. Um, you know, only do that if Sean Payton's coming with him. All right. I mean, you know, I know George poo pooed the idea that whoever he hires as GM and or coach has to have Bears connections, but you know, in his heart of hearts, he wants he wants those connections. He wants that. You know, that love of the organization. Because and, it's easy. Yeah, well, it, because it makes their the McCaskies, you know, feel that their, their heart, you know, gets all flutter over stuff right, like that. Right, right. It's an easy, comfortable feeling. Yeah. 312-332-3776. We will wrap things up. We'll wrap up the poll, take more of your calls when we get back. And we'll mention those moves on the north side and south side for people starving for baseball action. There ain't much, but we've got a few things to talk about here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Brian Hanley, Mark Zander for just a few more minutes here. As uh, we want to bring up something for people who are starving for baseball action, usually at this time, you know, we're getting excited for spring training or starting to get excited. Uh, But the lockout is uh, holding tight. 
but we have a couple of international signings. Brian, we've got uh, the highly anticipated on the south side, as we are your home for the Chicago White Sox, the highly anticipated signing of Oscar Colas is becoming a reality. He can play all three outfield positions, will likely end up in one of the corners because of his strong arm. He is an international signing. He's a young guy. Uh, he has been compared, let's see here. Um, oh, no, we have uh, another one. Uh, Hernandez. Did he? Did Hernandez sign with the, uh, the Cubs, I believe? Uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, we've got, uh, okay. I'm skipping around here. Uh, Cubs are signing a uh, player, Alexis Hernandez. He is joining his brother in the Cubs organization. 17-year-old shortstop from the Dominican Republic, a consensus top 50 prospect in this year's class, according to multiple reports. This is according to uh, Tim Stebbins. Hernandez's brother, Christian Hernandez, is a top Cubs prospect. So they've got a couple brothers in the system. As for the White Sox, I think this article is jumping around, but uh, maybe they're looks like they're comparing Hernandez on the north side to a young Juan Soto. So a couple things happening in baseball. We've is got Carlos Correa is going to be signed by the Cubs. I see Russell Dorsey in the uh, Sun Times in his farewell, uh, I believe, story for the Sun Times is going to Valley Sports. But uh, still, talk that the Cubs once this lockout ends, and I don't think it's anytime soon. No, it's not going uh, to be. Um, is you know the Trevor Story or Carlos Correa is going to be uh, patrolling shortstop for the Cubs? Well, yeah, uh, I, I I love the idea of Carlos on the north side. Yeah. Uh, will, will they? You know, are they going to pony up that money? Um, well, people it's a keeps, lot of money speculating that they are but i mean uh, the fact that houston didn't pony up the money tells you you know i look I, i'm all, all about it and and they need help and they need rotation help certainly you know these 17 year old guys it's it's interesting and you can follow them along but i mean can you tell me what the the what four or five guys they got for um for uh uh from san diego uh, you know, they're right. all 16 and 17 year old guys too, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the only baseball action we have right now, and uh, I know, but it, I mean, it's so far away. It no, is. And, it is. And none of those guys were even top 20 or top 10 in the San Diego organization. So right. I'm excited. Right. You know, you got quantity, but did you get quality? Right. Well, over For time we'll see. Uh, over time we'll see. Uh, you know, this lockout. I, I've heard. I've heard various things. As far as expected time, where they're going to get, you know, things going to start on time. People are calling for late May. You know, it, it's really unfortunate that they just do not, they're not reading the room, both sides, right? We're in a pandemic. We can't afford, they cannot afford to do this to baseball fans. Well, I love the fact that they're, you know, sending out invoices for season tickets this month anyway. I mean, exactly. They're tone deaf. Yeah, well, totally tone deaf, it seems. All right, wrapping up the poll that we have on ESPN 1000 on Twitter. After hearing that Matt Nagy no-showed Mitch Trubisky at a meeting, can Nagy now be considered the worst leader of men the Bears have had in recent history? We've got Jake behind the uh, glass today. He's going to wrap up the poll for us here on ESPN uh, ESPN 1000. Jake, what are they saying on this one? Yeah, the fans have spoken. We have 60.6% say yes. 39.4 39.4 say no. Okay, so that's kind of close. And I know the uh, four, uh, 39 point whatever percent is probably all about Tressman, right, Brian? Sure it is. But here, as, uh, as we sit here today, here's what I know. Um, I, I know that Ryan Pace will never be a GM in this league again. I know Matt Nagy will never be a head coach in this league again. Right. 
And I know that Mitch Trubisky will never be signed as an or uh, traded to or uh, as a number one starter. He might be starting games as a be injury or whatever. You don't think he's going to Pittsburgh? No, not as a starter. I mean that 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 he is who he is. Whether he's disrespected by Matt Nagy or not, he is not a number one quarterback right. in the NFL. I saw enough of that to know he just he, he he's not that guy. So. He'll, he'll stick around the league, and he'll be holding clipboards for a long time, and he'll make a nice living doing it. But those three guys will never see the jobs they thought you know they once right. held. They'll it, never see them again. It's almost like the Bears have provided a uh, uh, public service for the rest of the NFL and yes. suss these people out so uh-huh. everybody knows they're not the what they were. List. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it, it's uh... – it's it's going to be interesting. You say that they should be making a call by Wednesday. Wednesday. That's your prediction. Yeah, and yeah. and for many other coach. teams too. Everything's coach. yeah, right, yeah. right. And hopefully, then they can get the GM right, and everybody can be in sync. And How, that'll take them five years to clean this whole thing up. Yeah, at least, at least. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be trying for us Bears fans. But I guess uh, the right step was taken. In the meantime, this past Monday. All right, we've got a full round of uh, football games today. Eagles, Buccaneers at noon. We've got 49ers, Cowboys at 3.30. Wildcard action, Steelers and Chiefs tonight. It is Xander and Hanley. Thanks for hanging out with us this I morning. I put money down on the Steelers. Yeah, oh, no, you're not. No, I'm not. Uh, of course you're not. I'm not no, putting my money down. I'll put your money down on the Steelers. But no, otherwise, it's an emotional it's an emotional pick for me. Yeah. We'll see if Ben can get it done. This is ESPN 1000. Thank you for joining us today on the program. And I believe you and I are going to see each other again next week here, Brian, on ESPN 1000. All right, we'll see you then. Enjoy all the football today. It's ESPN 1000. ESPN Radio. From the First Midwest Bank State Street Studio, this is ESPN 1000. WMVP, WSHEHD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio 